Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Okay, it is Sunday. It's 12 April. Resurrection Day. Happy Resurrection Day to everybody here. Uh, it's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And to get us started, you know, usually I would start uh, Resurrection Day with a prayer of my own, but there's no need for me to type one this week because from the Oval Office, this is our president yesterday, on this Good Friday, or two days ago, on this Good Friday, Christians from all around the world remember the suffering and death upon the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a breath of fresh air that is to hear that coming out of the White House. At Easter Sunday, we will celebrate his glorious resurrection. At this holy time, our nation is engaged in a battle like never before, the invisible enemy. Our brave doctors, nurses, and responders, first responders, responders of all are fighting to save lives. Our workers are racing to deliver critical medical supplies. Our best scientists are working around the clock to develop life-saving therapeutics. And I think they're doing really well in doing so. Our people are making tremendous sacrifices to end this pandemic. Though we will not be able to gather together with one another as we normally would on Easter, we can use this sacred time to focus on prayer, reflection, and growing in our personal relationship with God. So important. I ask all Americans to pray that God will heal our nation, to bring comfort to those who are grieving, to give strength to the doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers, to restore health to the sick, and to renew the hope in every person who is suffering. Our nation will come through like never before. I thank the many families who have prayed for me and for my family, and your prayers are felt, and I am forever grateful. I'd like to thank our great vice president and his wonderful wife, who we all know very well, Karen for the incredible job they do and for their service, not only to the country, but for their service to God. Almost 3,000 years ago, the prophet Isaiah wrote these words, Darkness covers the earth, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light. As our nation battles the invisible enemy, we reaffirm that Americans believe in the power of prayer we give thanks for the majesty of creation and for the gift of eternal life. And we place our trust in the hands of Almighty God. I'd like to just wish everybody a very happy Easter. We're going to be celebrating that very, very special day, and it's going to be hopefully a very good weekend and a very productive weekend. And I want to thank everybody in our country and beyond for all they've had to put up with. 184 countries as of this morning are fighting this enemy, and we pray for them all. What a wonderful president. What a breath of fresh air that we have in the White House. And we'll remember to keep him in prayer. And uh, it's just a real pleasure to have him leading us at this time. If you uh, are debating whether you're going to vote or not this uh, particular election season, I would tell you, vote. Vote Republican and vote often, okay? Uh, before I get into our first category, I'd like to recommend something that you can see on YouTube. This is a wonderful lady. She's got a uh, YouTube channel called Learn Crochet by the Sea. Just type that in and she'll come up. She's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos. And all she does is she's got the sound of the sea splashing and she sits there and she makes crochet. And she, she makes all kinds of things. If you want to see how to make a Star of David, she'll show you how to do that. If you want to know how to uh, make a beanie hat for your grandchild, she'll do, she's got hundreds of videos, maybe thousands. And she just does these things, and then she gives them away as gifts to people. But this past week, she did how to crochet your own face mask with menthol filter pocket to help clear sinus pressure. So if you want to learn how to make your own face mask for the CV virus uh, threat that's going on, Go to that channel and type it in, and you can learn about that. She's a wonderful lady. She's just very upbeat, and uh, I'm personally grateful for her in my life. And uh, she attends the church online at times. She watches the updates, etc. So that's my, uh, what do you call it, plug for her. And then uh, one more thing that we have to do before we get into our first category, which I think is just almost essential at this point, is to uh, see if we can get a hold of... 
We got our friends in Israel here, okay, Sergio and Rhoda. And today, you guys are doing something special, and you're going to be putting out a uh, a, a video on this. What is it that you're going to be doing? We're going to uh, put an Easter cookie recipe video today. Oh. I'm adding it now. Uh, but today, oh, you mean here, right now? Yeah, what, oh, see, you're... Uh, there you go, got the whole family there. This is live in Nazareth. We're celebrating uh, Resurrection Day. He is risen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The gentleman that just spoke is Rhoda's father, Suhail, who is a pastor in Nazareth. And so you're making these cookies. Tell us just very quickly some of the ingredients. So it's very easy. The main ingredients are flour, butter, and dates. Hey, that sounds yes. good. You'll have it. So you get the video up. All right. Good deal. All right. Well, seeing as how we got you there and it's Resurrection Day, would you say a prayer for us from Nazareth before we uh, go into the prophecy update? Yes, absolutely. We'll ask Suhel to say ah, that. Suhel. Yeah, have, have, have Suhel say a prayer. Nazareth, yeah, yeah, please. Suhel, would you pray? Uh, uh, just a prayer for everybody to hear. Lord, we thank you for this uh, very special day you have uh, made so we can celebrate, we can rejoice in this day when we think about your uh, resurrection uh, for your love for each one of us. Bless us as uh, your body, as your church, in all over the world. And please, Jesus, bring healing for the whole world, because the whole world is looking at you in, in this in this moment. Please, Lord, bless all and heal all. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. We love you. Well, we love you too, and we want you to have a really wonderful time. And uh, just uh, make some cookies and send them to me in Sarasota, okay? <laughs> All right. Bye. We love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, that was good stuff. They're making the video, so make sure you watch that when that comes out today. Good stuff there. And uh, uh, Sue Hale, the man that uh, said the prayer for us, he. Uh, He's one of the most tender people I have ever seen. When I was in Israel, we would go, you know, in when we went down to Jericho, uh, we stopped at a few places, and if there were Muslims there, he would get right out and speak to them in Arabic, and he would tell them about Jesus, and he always had literature to give to them. Uh, he never missed a, a moment to evangelize, and so that's a real servant of the Lord there, and it's an honor to know him. What's the time difference? The time difference is seven hours right now, yes. Our uh, first category, as always, is Israel. Uh, from the times of Israel, Netanyahu. If public heeds rules, Passover could be a turning point. Prime Minister warns against complacency as Israel approaches the Jewish holidays, which actually started on the 8th and it goes through the 16th. Says Italy's leader told him severe action should be taken early rather than late. And so that's his warning to the people in Israel, and they are on complete and total lockdown right now. It's more so than it was before. From the Times of Israel, Bennett urges quick end to lockdown. We may have more suicides than virus deaths. I've reported on that in a couple other places where that's been true in America, and I read another article about that this morning, but we'll get to that. Maybe we'll add it next week or It'll be. I've never seen so many articles that could go into a prophecy update in my life. Defense Minister Bennett warned that Israel may see more suicides than deaths from the coronavirus if the county's lockdown is kept in place for too long. We have to understand the massive distress of those who won't have enough money to pay their rent. We may have more suicides than deaths from coronavirus, he said. Bennett called, and they have a very low number of deaths. They have, you know, an average number of uh, uh, cases, but their deaths are low because they're taking real proactive action on that. But um, he called for the government to work to reopen businesses as quickly as possible by performing large numbers of tests in order to identify possible sources of outbreaks, as well as places where life can return to normal. 
The main thing is the Hasidic Jews, the Haredim, they need to be kept in total quarantine because they are where all of the outbreaks are happening, as we saw last week. From the Times of Israel, Blue and White calls off coalition talks over dispute on judicial appointments. They were getting ready to have a coalition. Blue and White called it off. And over the past three or four days, this has not changed. So I'm going to read you this article. They have been trying to work something out. This morning I read something that says there's hope. But at the time, they they have no coalition plans. Having previously indicated a deal on an emergency unity government was done, The Blue and White Party on Monday said it was breaking off coalition talks with Prime Minister Netanyahu's Likud over the latter's efforts to walk back an agreement regarding judicial appointments. After reaching, sounds like the U.S., I mean, that's a real sticking issue because if we get the wrong people in those judge, you know, that's lifetime positions, and you got a bunch of lefties running your judicial decisions, that's bad. So Prime Minister Netanyahu is doing the right thing if he wants his control over the judges. Anyway, um, after reaching understandings on all issues, the Likud party asked to reopen discussions regarding the committee to appoint judges. In light of this, negotiations have been halted. We will not allow any change in the functioning of the judiciary nor damage to democracy, Blue and White said in a statement. The announcement came after reports said the parties had reached understandings on the final thorny negotiation issues, including the potential annexation of parts of the West Bank, which he was agreeing to under the U.S. peace proposal and power over the judicial system. Once again, before we go back into Israel, the most important thing that we can do is ensure that we vote Republican because we have, you know, an ancient Supreme Court. We got three or four of them that are just on the edge. And if a lefty gets into the White House, this nation's direction will be completely turned. It'll be completely turned. And so we need to make sure that the president stays there and he appoints as many judges throughout the judiciary, including SCOTUS, as possible. From the Times of Israel, BDS founder, Israel invented virus vaccine would be okay for boycotters to use. Now imagine that, the BDS boycott, divest, and sanction Israel in all ways, shapes, and forms, and they're doing exactly what Iran did three weeks ago. Oh, except this. Omar Barghouti says, no problem cooperating with Israel if it saves millions of lives. So we'll take your medicines and we'll take your technology, but we won't buy any of your products. It's absolutely crazy. But says Arabs and Palestinians should not use coronavirus as an excuse to normalize ties. They're only shooting themselves in the foot by having a BDS anyway, but that's their problem. From Christian News Today. Uh, I just want to uh, say this because there are a lot of people that have been involved in this all over the U.S. And if you're one of them, I want to personally thank you. They've got uh, what's called park and pray for those in the medical field. And these people are going to hospitals and they're parking outside. They leave their lights on at night to show that they're all there united with the hospital people and they're praying for them. And one of my friends in Lubbock, Texas, sent me some photos of that. And it was really wonderful to see. It, it really was because, you know, he got one of them. I won't put it on the, uh, the video today, but it had him inside and he took a picture of it outside and you could see his reflection. He was so appreciative of this. And uh, so if you're doing that or if you have considered doing it, go out and do it. You know, pray for these people and let them know that they are loved because of the service that they're giving in this time of crisis. All right. From the Washington Examiner, coronavirus worry sparks searches for prayer the word prayer to skyrocket, religious coping also. An economist at the University of Copenhagen found that in March 2020, searches for prayer hit the highest levels that they have in the past five years. Data from Google Analytics shows that the rise began early in the month, but it did not begin to climb dramatically until the WHO declared the coronavirus a pandemic on March 11th. The report found that the searches for prayer tend to spike in countries recently hit by the pandemic and coincide with announcements showing increases in the number of cases of the COVID-19 virus. These increased searches also extend to the terms God, Allah, and Muhammad. Forget the last two. Um, We'd like to uh, focus on Jesus and God, all right, and that's it. The increase in searches for prayer is likely the result of many factors, noting that many countries declared lockdowns or encouraged social distancing in mid-March, which led churches to move their services online. A factor pulling in the opposite direction is that the COVID-19 resulted in temporary church closures to limit infection rates. Thus, part of the intensified searches for prayer may cover a move from prayer in the public to prayer in the private. All right. 
So um, having said that, if you're watching streaming right now, I don't know what the numbers are, but I know we got some people that are watching streaming. Uh, if you would, I never ask people to do this, but if you would share your stream on Facebook or some social media right now, there may be somebody that actually just needs to hear about Christ today. And uh, you sharing it right now may go to a wall that brings them to come to a church that they may have never been in a church before. And today is the day to do it. We're having a Resurrection Day sermon. So there you go with that. From CNJ, Mississippi Governor. This is just wonderful stuff. Mississippi, we got all these lefty governors out there that are trying to destroy churches right now. I mean, they're doing everything they can to limit freedom of worship, etc. Mississippi governor conducts Bible study live on Facebook. This is a week or so ago. In this difficult moment, when we are seeing some government leaders take drastic steps in the name of slowing the spread of the novel coronavirus, Mississippi governor Tate Reeves tapped his most powerful weapon, prayer. Governor Reeves led Christians in the Magnolia State in a brief prayer-filled Bible study. I believe in the power of prayer, so I'm inviting you to pray with me on this Sunday morning. Reeves captioned the video for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, the governor said, reading from 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. Reeves read a total of three passages from the Bible and led over 179,000 viewers in prayer for the state. That's pretty wonderful that a governor would be willing to do that. Hats off to that gentleman, or bandanas in my case. Um, from Fox News, coronavirus outbreak. This is where my heart is right here. We've had a couple good articles so far. This is where my heart is. Coronavirus outbreak spurs record Bible purchases. People are looking for hope. Well, I've said this a million times, and I'll say it a million more unless the Lord takes me first, is that you cannot know God. You cannot know God unless you know Jesus Christ. It is impossible. You cannot know God without knowing Jesus Christ, and you cannot know Jesus Christ unless you know this. It's not possible. Somebody can tell you about him, but you can't have an intimate relationship with him because this is the only source on this planet for knowing Jesus Christ. All right, you can watch 10,000 prophecy updates, and I get so upset at some of the goofy things that people watch, and they email me and say, is this true? And they're scared because they're watching these goofy things. All right, this is where you need to have your focus, is in sermons and your nose in the Word of God. And people are right now searching it out, and I hope that they don't just get covered in, in uh, dust after this is over, but that people will make a commitment to pick it up and to read it every day of their life. Read it in the morning. Think on it during the day. Read it before you go to bed at night, but read this word. If you have an audio Bible, put it in your car and listen to it and never turn it off, ever. This is the word of God, and you will have a relationship with God through this. All right, so here we go with that particular article. With uncertainty amid the coronavirus pandemic, and many people hold up in their homes, people are ordering books online, especially the good book. According to sales from top Christian publishers, while the vast majority of Americans own Bibles, a large percentage say they never read it. I believe that. But that could be changing. Alabaster Company, a small business in California that sells books of the Bible for the Instagram generation, saw an increase of 143% compared to last year. LifeWay Christian Resources also saw an increase of 62%. Well, the reason why is because LifeWay is always selling Bibles and theirs isn't going to go up as much, okay? That's their main thing. But it went up 62% compared to the previous year. Tyndale, which also sells Bibles all the time, reports that sales of the Life Application Study Bible were up 44% when compared to last year, as well as increases in other Bibles sold in their online store. Having said that, not to spend a lot of time on Bibles, but I would recommend that if you have a Bible that you don't bother with, uh, what it, is it, uh, study Bibles, life application study Bibles, the comments are very minimal. They're usually, you know, kind of uh, sappy. You know, they're not theologically sound quite often. And if you want to get proper theology, just get a Bible and make sure it has proper footnotes. And then what I want you to do is read and understand the footnotes, because that is where you will understand why there are differences in source texts, how the mechanics of the Bible work. That is what you need. Commentaries at the bottom of a Bible, 
really aren't sufficient. You need to read good commentaries, and if you want to know good commentators of the Bible going back hundreds of years, email me, and I'll send you that information. But uh, the main thing is to read the Word of God. Don't worry about those small little commentaries at the bottom of a Bible. Look at the footnotes and read the Word of God. Let it just dwell in you richly and read it constantly. All right, from Yahoo, another charlatan here, televangelist Kenneth Copeland blows wind of God at coronavirus and claims pandemic is destroyed in his sermon. This is a guy that a couple weeks ago had that oil on his hand. It was smearing it on the camera saying you're all healed from it. American televangelist Kenneth Copeland, who recently claimed that the coronavirus pandemic will be over much sooner than you think because Christian people all over this country praying have overwhelmed it has summoned the wind of God to destroy the novel coronavirus during a recent sermon. Before blowing at the camera, as if he has any power to do anything, he said, I blow the wind of God on you. You are destroyed forever and you'll never be back. Thank you, God. Let it happen. Cause it to happen. In a sermon last month, the pastor executed judgment on COVID-19, which apparently didn't work because he has to do another sermon on it, when he declared finished and over and made the U.S. healed and well again. He also demanded a vaccination to come immediately. Well, if he's healing these people, then why do we need a vaccination? Anyway, and one thing he does not need, I assure you of this, is your money, okay? He's got $88 million. He's got two uh, Learjets. He's got, I think it's a 16,000 square foot house. Don't send money to people online. Don't do that kind of stuff. From the Gateway Pundit, Democrat Kentucky governor announces plan to record license plates of Easter churchgoers and force them into self-quarantine for 14 days. And this is just one. I could have read you 27 of those. The Democrat governors are abusing their power in the Second Amendment, in the First Amendment. They are intimidating people. They, they, we need to get this squared away, and we need to have... Donald Trump reelected, or this nation is going to be a goner. All right, from Islam today, from JNS, Islamic Waqf carries out Temple Mount digs despite coronavirus lockdown, probably because of it, because they can get away with it. Nobody's up there, and so they're just destroying Israel's heritage. The Jerusalem Islamic Waqf uploaded pictures, snubbing it in the world's face to its official Facebook page, showing Waqf employees carrying out unauthorized digs on the Temple Mount. Despite the closure of the Al-Aqsa Mosque and Harim el-Sharif, which means the Temple Mount, due to coronavirus, the staff, workers, and guards of the Al-Aqsa Mosque are continuing their hard work, they say. Their hard work at destroying antiquities. The Arab desk of the Zionist watchdog, Im Tirtsu, which first reported the unauthorized dig, accused the Waqf of taking advantage of the nationwide lockdown due to the coronavirus pandemic to carry out illegal work at the site aimed at destroying Jewish artifacts and history. Due to the highly sensitive nature of the Temple Mount, all digs must be approved both by the Waqf and Israel Antiquities Authority. Despite this, the Waqf has a long history of conducting illegal digs, most notably in 1999 when it disposed of more than 9,000 tons of dirt mixed with invaluable archaeological artifacts that are now being salvaged by the Temple Mount Sifting Project. It's a lot of work, but they are finding all kinds of things in there. But history is being destroyed every time those people do this. From Zero Hedge, Europe and Iran complete first instex transaction dodging U.S. sanctions. They've been talking about doing this, they've been working towards it, and now they've done it during this particular crisis. The very first transaction of the Instex special purpose alternative vehicle between Europe and Iran has been successfully completed, according to Germany's foreign ministry. France, Germany, and the U.K. confirmed that Instex has successfully concluded its first transaction facilitating the export of medical goods from Europe to Iran. They're using medical goods as a shoe-in to be able to send all kinds of things they're not supposed to be sending to them. These goods are now in Iran. It was created over a year ago by European signatories to the 2015 nuclear deal in order to bypass Trump admin Iran-related sanctions. After the Belgian-based SWIFT financial messaging service suspended access for Iranian banks in November 2018 under pressure from Washington, if they didn't, Trump would have cut them off. Now the first transaction is complete. Instex and its Iranian counterpart, STFI, will work on more transactions and enhancing the mechanism. 
the statement said on behalf of the three nuclear deal signatories. Though Tehran has long criticized the Europeans for bowing to Trump sanctions and not doing enough to keep up their end of the JCPOA, the swift alternative of Instex is designed to save the nuclear deal by at least partially ensuring trade transactions with European countries. Also, with the assurance that no money directly changes hands, the mechanism also seeks to woo European companies back into doing business with Iran and to provide a legal and humanitarian means of bypassing U.S. sanctions without fear of penalties. The timing is sure to not be missed by the Trump admin, given that even amid global coronavirus pandemic, which has been especially fierce in Iran, taking over 2,800 lives among 44,600 confirmed cases. The U.S. has kept up Good Job Trump its maximum pressure campaign, despite critics saying that sanctions are ensuring the further spread of the virus, which is not true, through hitting Iran's already weakened medical sector hard. That's not true. They it does not include anything that is humanitarian in nature. And they know that, and they keep saying these lies again and again and again. If it deals with their infrastructure and the things that they are not supposed to be doing, it does affect that. But it does not affect anything in a humanitarian nature. From CBS, of course, Knifeman in France kills two in attack. Terror inquiry opened. A man wielding a knife attacked residents of a French town while they ventured out. This was last Saturday, just after we were having church, or yet before we were having church, out to shop amid a nationwide coronavirus lockdown, killing two people and wounding five others in an act that led authorities to open a terrorism inquiry. Well, when somebody is yelling, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, and he's stabbing five and six and seven people, you can imagine that it's probably terror related, but they will not open their eyes to these things. They keep the last paragraph of every article says the same thing. He probably has psychological problems. Well, yeah, I would say so. He's a Muslim. Okay. EU wants to make sure that everyone has their fair chance to get stabbed. That's what the deal is over there. It's just, it's a very sad situation. From Mongolia, Aki Press. Mongolia reports two more recovered from coronavirus. Two more COVID-19 patients. They have one of the lowest rates in the world. Okay. Two more patients uh, have been discharged. Thus, four people out of 15 confirmed cases in Mongolia recovered. The patients have tested negative for the coronavirus as a result of five types of tests carried out in the last three days. This is a couple days ago. They will still be under 14 days isolation, though. On March 30th, the first two people with coronavirus were recovered and discharged from the hospital. They are currently under isolation at home for 14 days. No new cases were confirmed in the country as of April 7th. As of yesterday at 11 p.m., it was 16 with still zero dead. So they have one of the lowest rates in the world. Okay, but they've really been, as we've seen on a couple of Mongolia updates, they've really been benefiting financially. All of these governments, including the United States government, has sent them millions and millions of dollars. So good job for Mongolia. Daniel 12 Technology. This is an interesting article. It is from the Financial Times, and it's on China's attempt now to start a, a, a change in the Internet, which we do not want. China and Huawei propose reinvention of the Internet. The telecoms group Huawei, together with state-run companies China Unicom and China Telecom and the country's Ministry of Industry and Info Technology, jointly proposed a new standard for core network technology called New IP. Sounds good. It'll sound like, oh, that might be a good thing. Believe me, it's not. The proposal has caused concerns among Western countries, including the UK, Sweden, and the United States, who believe the system would splinter the global internet and give state-run internet service providers granular control over citizens' internet use. It has gained the support of Russia, naturally, and potentially Saudi Arabia. Below the surface, there is a huge battle going on over what the internet will look like. Does anybody here have a problem with how the internet looks? It works just fine, okay? They want to change it. Below the surface, there's this huge battle going on. You've got these two competing visions, one which is very free and open and government hands off, and one which is much more controlled and regulated by governments. Huawei has said that parts of the technology for the new network architecture are already being built with the help of multiple states and companies, but would not name those involved. It is also said elements will be ready to be tested by 2021. 
Huawei describes the existing internet infrastructure that underpins global networks known as TCP IP. That's what we currently have as unstable and vastly insufficient to meet the requirements of the digital world by 2030, including self-driving cars, the ubiquitous internet of things, and Holosense teleportation. Okay, I don't know why you'd need to have those in the internet, but they're including that there. Instead, the Chinese proposals suggest the ITU take a long-term view and shoulder the responsibility of a top-down design for the future network. Huawei said the new IP is being developed purely to meet the technical requirements of a rapidly evolving digital world, and it has not been built any type of control into its design. No, it said it was leading a group focused on future network technology. The research and innovation of new IP is open to scientists and engineers worldwide to participate in and contribute to. But a forthcoming paper for NATO by Oxford Info Labs, a cybersecurity company, warns that new IP will enable fine-grained controls in the foundations of the network and that the Chinese approach will lead to more centralized top-down control of the internet and potentially even its users with implications on security and human rights. Standards ratified in the ITU, which comprises nearly 200 member states, are commonly adopted by developing nations in Africa, the Middle East, and Asia, where the Chinese government has agreed to supply infrastructure and surveillance tech under its Belt and Road Initiative. The structure of the internet was designed a half a century ago, so what, and operates like a postal system, which it should. To solve the problem of sending information across the world, engineers broke down messages into small packets that can be passed around computers until they reach their destination. That's how it works. Each packet is stamped with the address or IP of the computer it wants to reach. You want to send something to Charlie Garrett? This is how it works, okay? It wants to reach, which reassembles them all in the correct order when it receives them. This procedure, which takes place at the speed of light, is called Transmission Control Protocol, or TCP. Coupled with the system to identify individual computers, like yours over there, it is TCP IP. You could say the TCIP is to the wired world what DNA is to the biological one. Critics say that the new protocol would require the network to have tracking features responsible for authenticating and authorizing new addresses being added to a network, humans at the other end, and the packets of information being sent around the web. During its presentation at the ITU, Huawei also made it clear that new IP would have something described as a shut-up command, where a central point in the network could effectively cut off communication to or from a particular address, according to a source who was present. He described this feature as a fundamental departure from the current network model, which acts as an agnostic postman. The postman just sends stuff out. That's all he does. This is it. This goes here. Doesn't track anybody. That simply moves boxes around. They want to take away the boxes that are going around like a postman, and they want to have control over it. And they can shut you off, or they can shut off anybody. That's not good news, but that is where the world is going. And if it does, you could see how everybody on this earth could be completely under the control of a one-world government, one-world monetary system, etc., etc., etc. There you go. BBC. Coronavirus. Apple and Google team up to contact Trace COVID-19. I don't know if you saw this. If successful, the scheme could help countries relax lockdowns and border restrictions. That's good. I like that. Okay. Google and Apple are saying that if you have in your phone, you're walking down the road and somebody has coronavirus, you will know if you're close to them or not. I would have no problem with this as long as it is voluntary, okay? If it's not voluntary, like in Singapore, they ask you to download that app and they track you. I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. If it was mandatory, I wouldn't go for it, okay? But if it's voluntary and people want to know who out there has this or that and somebody else wants to let you know they have this or that, so what, okay? But if it's not voluntary, I would say no way, Jose. And that's doesn't really bother me anyway because I don't own a cell phone and I probably never will, but there you go. Revelation Plagues today. From the Epic Times, UN says 95% of COVID-19 deaths are over 60, but young are still at risk. Okay, another fact for you. Mail online, here it goes. I've been talking about this for a, a while. I'm going to continue to, but I'm going to make a change in it and I'll tell you why in just a second. Still, Sweden doesn't learn. 
Still, Sweden doesn't learn. Everybody's down on Sweden. The whole world is down on Sweden. Public continue to mill about in groups as life goes on despite warnings. Their unorthodox coronavirus approach is a recipe for disaster. Okay? No lockdown. People are walking around doing exactly as they always have. The only thing they've limited is people gathering in more than 500 at a time. Everybody in the world is mad at Sweden because they are not going along lock and step with the rest of the world. Okay, I've been doing a Sweden-Israel comparison. Okay, how many do each have? How many do each have? How many have died? How many have died? Okay, somebody sent me an article, and it was from the New York Times, which I don't trust, but the New York Times would have an agenda to say this is not correct because they want this left control. But um, New York Times, it's not valid because Sweden has not tested as many people as Israel, okay, which is true. The total death toll would tend to support that, or it could be a situation like Italy, which has a high case-to-death rate due to the condition of the population, which we'll talk about in just a second. The question is, why should the leftist media and politicians care about the sovereign rights of countries or states that make their own decisions? If Sweden doesn't want to lock their people down, then they shouldn't have to. Are they giving the same attention to Duarte's shoot-on-site order? They haven't even mentioned it. That's my comments. That wasn't somebody else's comments. But here they're getting down on Sweden for allowing their people to go out and do what they want. And I may put this in next week's prophecy update so that you actually have the numbers for you. But I read an article this morning. Sweden's numbers went up and they went right back down. They are, they're almost done with it and they have locked down nobody. Okay. And I have, I may be wrong on this. I'm not a doctor. We have a couple, we have one doctor here. The other one is locked down, but um, we, we uh, have people that are specialists. I am not. But when Spain had that giant rally, and they're all out there marching and protesting, and a lot of people got sick from them, and they've had a very high death rate because of it. I would assume, and I may be completely wrong in this, but I would assume that the people were out, somebody had it, and they're all breathing in heavy, and they're excited, and they're pulling this stuff down into their lungs. Whereas Sweden is just walking around doing what they're normally doing, and probably there's a little bit of COVID-19 out there, and you build up a little resistance like you would to the flu or something else. Does that sound pro- possible? It does. Okay, i got a doctor that agrees with that. What? Herd. Okay, herd immunity. And that is what they've been doing. And they did not want Sweden to be doing this, okay? I will try to include that article next week, but Sweden has had almost no problem. They did go up and they went back down. But I'll give you some numbers here. Sweden has 887 deaths with a 10.12 million population as of yesterday. 887 deaths. Italy has 18,939 deaths with a 60.48 population. Well, if 10 to 60 is times 6, then you would take 887 and multiply that times 6. 800, we'll say 900 times 6 is what? 5,400 should be dead, and they don't have it. So they're way below Italy, and they haven't had one lockdown. Okay, the UK has 9,875 deaths as of yesterday. In one single day yesterday, they had 917 deaths more than the entire country of Sweden has had through the entire thing. Okay, so this is what's going on. These are actual numbers. I will no longer report on supposed numbers of how many have been tested, how many have, okay, because the the numbers may not match. And so I will no longer do what I've done for the past three years and give you the total flu numbers and the total coronavirus numbers, the new numbers, because for years I've done the flu. I'm no longer going to do that because our numbers in the United States, as we have seen, are skewed. They've been taking people that had coronavirus but didn't die of coronavirus and lumping them under the coronavirus deaths. And one doctor came on and he admitted that we get federal funds because of it. So if there's money involved, of course, they're going to push this agenda. The government says we're going to have $20 trillion of money coming out. The numbers will go bad. So I'm not going to report on them anymore except actual deaths and numbers of countries. But there you have that for today. Zero Hedge. Is this what is behind Italy's outrageous 10% mortality rate from COVID-19? That's their question. And I would say yes. And the reason why is because of Mongolia, which has the exact same thing that I'm going to read you here. And I may report on that for Mongolia next week. Why has Mongolia had such low numbers? It's because of the same thing that I'm going to read you here. Italy's 10% mortality rate has been one of the most disturbing mysteries of the global pandemic. Italy's mortality rate is roughly 20 times Germany's, a relatively benign 0.4%, and many multiples of China's roughly 2.5%. We can throw China out because nobody knows. Okay, we'll just not even mention that. As scientists puzzle over the reason, 
Researchers have proposed a theory that's being vetted by Pierce and which seems to be supported by Mongolia in an article I read this morning. Italy's mild flu season left a larger victim pool for COVID-19. This would suggest that the U.S., which has struggled with more lethal flu seasons, wouldn't have as large a pool of potential high-risk victims, especially as testing suggests the virus is more widespread than many expected. A report by the Italian Ministry of Health found that the elderly people and those with chronic diseases who were spared death by the flu from November through January are outsized targets for the more lethal novel coronavirus in March. But thanks to the fact that there were fewer flu deaths, this led to an increase in the pool of the most vulnerable. In other words, when taken alongside flu season deaths, which I did three weeks ago and I'm going to do again for you right here because I had come up with this in my head three weeks ago and that's why I reported it. Here we have it. Um, the bumps and deaths would be much beyond what would normally be expected for a developed country struggling with a COVID-19 outbreak. In the northern cities that have borne the brunt of Italy's more than 12,000 deaths, flu mortality among people aged 65 and over was 6% below a baseline from previous years. In the cities of central and southern Italy, flu deaths were 3% of the baseline. Deaths among the 65-plus population during the coronavirus outbreak through March 21 has already reached the levels of the previous two flu seasons, as we're still below the total flu season deaths from three seasons ago, the 2016-2017 season. I gave you these numbers two or three weeks ago, and I'm going to give you them again so you can see that what I suggested is what they finally have been talking about. International Journal of Infectious Diseases. My mom was so curious about this, she walked up to me after the update and she said, give me that, I want to research that site. This is from the International Journal of Infectious Diseases. We estimated excess deaths of, this is their flu deaths over the past years, 7,027, 20,259, 15,801, and 24,981 attributable to influenza epidemics in the 2013-14, 2014-15, 2015-16, and 2016-17, respectively, using the Goldstein Index. Okay, which totally supports why they had so many people die because they had a mild flu season in Italy. And so now the numbers are balancing out. They may be a little higher with the coronavirus, but they're not much. Okay, and I had suggested that they must watch the prophecy update because here you go. Anyway, from KX4 Valley News Live, this is a video. Minnesota Senator Dr. Jensen said that he receives a seven page document from the Minnesota DOH advising him to fill out death certificates with a diagnosis of COVID-19, whether the person actually died from COVID-19 or not, right from the Ministry of Health. Can we trust the death numbers we have been seeing, they ask? And the answer is, on my part at least, there's no use in reporting the coronavirus and flu statistics as I have in the past because the people that are dying of flu are being attributed COVID-19. So we're not going to report those anymore. But that is just one doctor. He's a senator and a doctor in the Senate. And he got this thing saying, please report these as COVID-19 because it's all about getting more money. Anyway, morality. Reuters. U.S. eases ban on gay blood donors amid coronavirus. Ugh. The U.S. eased its policy on gay and bisexual men donating blood due to rising concerns about blood supplies during the coronavirus crisis. The FDA said it was reducing a 12-month ban on men who have had sex with men to three months. The announcement came after a long-running campaign by LGBT rights groups and some U.S. lawmakers for parity with heterosexuals regarding blood donations in hopes of increasing the number of gays through blood transfusions. Okay, I added that last part on. I was kidding. But they want to do this because they want to have parity. They want to be considered equal when all it is is it's bringing possible more crisis on the blood supply than we need, okay? There's a reason why we don't this. And you know what? I was watching the Trump uh, the, a daily thing. I watch for a couple minutes every day. And one of the reporters says, did you know about this? And he said, no, I did not. He did not approve that. The FDA just arbitrarily did it. And so... Now it's done. I don't know if he can undo it or what, but he had no idea that they had done that. Life News. Another pandemic. Yeah, pandemic is right. Life News. Doctor killed 300 patients in euthanasia to free up hospital beds. Oh, there yeah, there you go. Daily Caller. 
Planned Parenthood requests donations of PPE for abortions during the coronavirus pandemic. They want to continue and they're asking for people to donate PPE. And from Gay Times, good news. Brighton Pride, the Brighton in England, Brighton Pride has officially been canceled this year due to coronavirus. A little good news in the world. From her other category, CTV says union calls for cashless transactions after Liquor Mart employee tests positive for COVID-19. From the LA Times, fear of coronavirus tainted dollars opens a new front in the war of cash. Euro money, cashless after COVID-19? The number of cashless transactions is rising as the coronavirus pandemic limits the use of physical cash. CNBC, electronic payments look more appealing as people fear cash could spread coronavirus. Philly Voice, Benjamin Franklin, Walt Whitman Bridges going temporarily cashless in response to coronavirus crisis. From Blockchain News, the end of physical cash is an inevitable reality and not to be feared, says Union Bank President. From Mail Online, cafes, supermarkets, and news agents are banning cash or asking customers to use EFTPOS during the coronavirus panic, but can they refuse to take your notes and coins? It says right on the dollar, this is legal tender for all debts, public and private. So in the U.S., I would say no, but they're trying to anyway. From Fox News, will coronavirus be the end of paper money? And from Zero Hedge, COVID-19 is being used to scare you away from using cash. That's CBS, CNN. They cited a bunch of people that are doing that. As we said, plastic holds the virus as long as anything else. It doesn't change anything. You put that in there and you're touching the thing when you sign it and all that. Exact same thing. But they are trying to scare you so that they can do exactly what the Bible says is coming. Nobody will be able to buy or sell anything, anything without the mark of the beast. And they're preparing the world for that now. Oh, I'll say this right now. I've gotten countless emails this week. Have we entered the tribulation period? Are we in the time of Jacob's trouble? One guy out there, another prophecy update teacher is saying that uh, the first seal is about to be broken as if he knows what God is doing, right? Okay. Anyway, we are not in the time of Jacob's trouble. The Bible is very specific. If you don't know it, I'll send you the link. I've done an update on it. The Bible teaches what is known as a pre-tribulation rapture. If you don't believe in a rapture, I can't help you because it's described right there in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4, and it is very clear what the Lord is going to do. But the timing of it is also very clear, okay? We are not going to be here when the Antichrist is revealed, and the Antichrist is the one that is going to sign the seven-year peace deal with Israel. That's very clear from Daniel 9, 24 through 27. We will not be here. So please, don't, let, don't watch these goofy updates where people are trying to scare you into something that is not true. You are not going to have to face taking the mark of the beast. The Lord is not going to do that to you. You are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you don't know that, watch today's sermon. He died so that we can live. He is not going to make you face a challenge to that, okay? Theology matters. Okay, here we go. Zero Hedge, Putin. Oil glut is really about Saudi desire, to, I said this a couple weeks ago, to crush U.S. shale. There it is, Putin said it. Reuters, Trump threatens tariffs on oil imports to protect U.S. energy workers. Good job, Trump. That scared him, and they're starting to make all these changes now. President Trump said he would impose tariffs on crude imports if he has to protect the United States energy workers from the oil price crash that has been exacerbated by a war between Russia and Saudi Arabia over market share. Mail online. Cuomo extends New York lockdown to April 29th despite death rate flattening for a second day as he raises social distancing fines to $1,000. Last week it was $500. They need more tax revenue, so they're going to do this to people. All right. Fox. China joins UN. You know, Florida, I said this a, a month or two ago, Florida has no state income tax. And you know, we do just fine without it. And we don't rob people like this. They have state income taxes. They got all kinds of, you go to Massachusetts. What do they call it there? Taxachusetts. I tell you what, it's absolutely horrifying. And the, what do they do? They, they keep milking people. We saw the Boston tickets are going to go up for people because, uh, yeah, but they're going to let them go down for poorer people. Like that's fair. Oh, vote Republican, please. All right. Um, Fox, China joins human rights council. Oh, panel despite troubling record response to coronavirus. I mean, they let Saudi Arabia on there. They let Venezuela on there. Any, uh, North Korea, they're all in the Human Rights Council. 
Whatever, it's your hedge. Looting wave strikes New York City amid coronavirus lockdown. Ooh. Yeah, who would have thought that? New York Post. Here it is. I reported on this last week. Listen to this. Ecuador orders cardboard coffins for coronavirus victims left in the street. Remember I said last week that was lies in the news? We'll get to it. Ecuador is rushing order thousands of cardboard coffins to try to cope with the coronavirus victims otherwise left rotting in the street. The nation's second city, Guayaquil, I guess, has started getting a donation of 2,000 pressed cardboard caskets from local producers and is ordering even more to help overwhelmed local cemeteries. Agent France Press says the port city of more than 2 million is also getting refrigerated trailers to help store the dead, currently overwhelming city hospitals. Remember I told you about that last week? We'll see it. With Ecuador's president also planning a special camp to bury the 3,500 he fears could die in the pandemic. It follows disturbing images of bodies left lying in the street, as well as troubling reports of residents trapped in homes for days with the corpses of their loved ones. Remember I said last week all these people are pushing that and it wasn't true? We'll get to that in a second. But here here are the numbers right now. 3,747 cases in the whole country. Deaths rose from 120 to 191 as of the day of this article, and they have an average daily death rate of 240 people. So it can't be that that is true. Miami Herald. Burning bodies, mass graves, Ecuador battles, fake news amid the coronavirus pandemic. One of them was the body that they showed burning out in the street was a couch. It was a couch. All the dead bodies, the pictures that they showed are people that got shot in gang wars. It's just lies. But the press wants you to be scared. They want you to be scared. They want you to fear and hear that this is going on in Ecuador and it's going to move up to America. and We're all going to be killing each other and burning our bodies in the streets. Susan Crabtree at Susan Crabtree breaking. Trump is firing seven IGs in one fail swoop, she says. Sources confirmed to Real Clear News. Most likely will be the IGs that were appointed by President Obama or beforehand. He wants his own people in these positions now. Trump, during his briefing, said he has put in seven names for IGs. He is cleaning the swamp and he's doing it methodically. He's taking very good care of these things. Uh, Let's see here. USA Today, 10,000 dead of coronavirus in USA, more fatalities than six wars combined. That's irrelevant. Plus, they picked out little wars that nobody's even heard of on some of them. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant because the numbers are way lower than the flu deaths. And they don't report on that ever. Ever do they report that there's, you know, more than 20 wars combined. It doesn't make any difference. And, you know, I said, if somebody takes a gun and he shoots himself, that's lethal for that one person. If somebody takes a machine gun and goes in and shoots a bunch of people in the mall, that's lethal for all of them. And if you have a war and the war has a lot of people killing each other, the numbers are going to go up. What is the enemy and what is the end goal of what you are reporting? Think it through. Think it through. Okay, I got a lesser care for you. Let's see if you can figure out which article he was writing about. There's a problem with those that are dead from the virus that's named for the head. If you're in Ecuador, you've got a coffin galore, but the numbers don't equal the dread. Good job, Les. Okay, yeah, he, he, he did a good one. That I got some ironies for you, and then we'll be done. Mail online. Fears of civil unrest in California city of Corona, where the coronavirus panic buying is for guns instead of toilet rolls. So there you go. Ironic. Mail online. Corona beer suspends production due to coronavirus as Mexico deems it non-essential. And then Mail Online. This is very, very ironic. Czech nudists, they got pictures of them out there doing their thing. Czech nudists told to wear face masks by police. Yes, such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Lampatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.